probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me once again in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a four-armed Latero who's handy for shuttling Padawan fugitives around. It's Grease Blitus. Oh, yes. <laughs> Your boy's done a fallen order, Bly Pun. Yeah. I am liking it, you naughty boy, Matty. Oh, buddy. Oh, pal. Oh, spicy legend. How on earth are you? I am living the dream. Speak about spicy. I had spicy chicken tonight. It wasn't quite the jerk chicken, but I had spicy chicken and um, I made the, ch- the chips tonight because I make some banging chips. So um, I- I've had a very good day today and I hope the listeners had a good time uh, over the weekend and that and not singing the songs. Maybe Roses are Red, Violets are Blue. There are too many of them. What are we going to do? If you didn't sing that to your, um, your significant other, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so uh, that aside, very good, mate. You? What are we get, Master Blywalker? What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah man, just you, you, you know, just hanging out with family, nothing. You know, it, it, it's just the dream, mate. It's, it's just good stuff. the dream. Um, but you know, listen, I've heard this week in Star Wars sessions, it's going to be a spicy one. It's going to be a spicy one. That's what I've heard. A bit like your chicken, mate. mate. A bit like you. And by the way, this is the first time I've heard about those chips, mate. You, know, what, you, really do, nice you do homemade chips, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not as hard as it might sound. It is just chopping up potatoes, seasoning, and cooking. Baking what sort them of seasoning are we talking about? Uh, generally, um, some sort of rosemary. or, or uh, Is it rosemary? I think it is rosemary. A little bit of rosemary, salt, pepper. Simple, but effective. Mate. Mate, mate, have Very you nice. jumped on the aromat thing yet? No, but I am going to. Oh. I am going shopping tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to Asda tomorrow, I believe. So I may uh, pop my head around the door and uh, grab some. Dude, have have a look for aromat. It's a game changer. It is a game changer, people. And before we move on, I just want to say a big thanks to our newest patron. It's it's none other than the uh, the king of New Zealand. It's Darth Dildo, a Dildo. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who knows? That, maybe that's part of the fun. Maybe that's part of the mystery. Anyway, he is joined at the high ground tier. So thank you so much and welcome to the family, Darth. Welcome. Yeah, echo that. The Darth from Down Under. Thank you very much, mate, for supporting the show. And we hope that you enjoy the content that we put out on the Patreon. We'll give more details to those who may consider signing up later on. But yeah, Darth, thank you very much, mate. Um, But you know what else is a game changer? What's that, mate? The Galactic News Round, where every week we cover what's going down in Star Wars that week. Matty boy, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's smash it. In a matter of days, episode one of The Clone Wars season seven will be released. Diego Luna confirms the Cassian Andor Disney Plus series is to begin shooting this year. Baby Yoda has made it. He is now listed on dictionary.com. And WWE superstar Sasha Banks 
reportedly involved in the second season of The Mandalorian. Okay, so this week, people, we got a naughty one. We got a naughty one. Or we, we can't lie to you. It's a bit naughty, just like The Mandalorian as a TV show. Now, we know The Mandalorian is just on a different level. You know that. We we, we know that. Matt knows that. Everyone knows that. Kids right, Matt? It. The kids know it. Everyone knows it. The Mandalorian is just on another, another level. In fact, we thought it would be a suitable discussion a suitable discussion, sorry, to to address the Mandalorian and particularly Baby Yoda's impact on pop culture. And this is this is a serious discussion, you know, from a Star Wars perspective. Because is the Mandalorian really the most iconic thing we've got in Star Wars in years? Maybe, maybe decades, and maybe since Return of the Jedi, maybe even beyond that. I don't know. And I'm not saying it's that. It's just it's, it's an interesting discussion. And that's what we're here for. Now, before we go on, Matty boy. Yes, matey. I believe we've got, we, we got, we got something to say, haven't we? We've we got a little clip to insert. We do, yeah. I mean, does, uh, does any of this sound familiar? With that certain picture packing them in worldwide, toy producers haven't been slow to take the hint. Star Wars has brought more bizarre costumes to the screen than even Hollywood can remember. Mums and dads are in for some visual shocks when they go toy shopping this year. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> it all rhymes. It's all gonna rhyme. Oh, it's fun. true though, isn't it, man? Like, and it's so funny how. Let's just rewind this, yeah. Like when there was the build-up to the Mandalorian, which was a show that looked amazing, but we, we weren't entirely sure what what we were going to be getting. Yep. Um, you know, we just knew there was this, like, badass bounty hunter going around in space, and that's and that's about it. Like, we didn't know much else. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, lo and behold, we get, we, we get this child at the end of episode one. And people go crazy. But not only that, people go crazy over the whole show. And it's so familiar because it, it, it echoes again when A New Hope, or sorry, when Star Wars, just Star Wars, yeah, 1977, it came out in 19- that's it, man. And, and then 1978 came out in Britain. You know, there was this rush for toys, rush for toys. And mm-hmm. guess what? They weren't there. Bit like the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda, you know, this yeah. this this uh, November it's come out. The world has gone crazy for it. I mean, we, we, we'll delve into that a little bit deeper in a second, but the world's gone crazy for it. They're in love with it. And guess what? There's no merch. There's no <laughs> toys. There's no nothing. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Matty Boy, do you mind if I just read us something from John Favreau? If you didn't read something from John Favreau, I'd be disappointed in you. That's it, man. That's it. So, <laughs> I mean, John Favreau, Matt Hudson, I mean, legends in their yeah. own right. But listen, listen, listen. This is what Johnny Boy has to say, our boy Favreau. He says, I think that part of what people really value is to be surprised and delighted. And I think that's becoming all too rare. It's very difficult to keep secrets about projects you're working on. By holding back that one product implying Baby Yoda, 
We knew that we may have had the disadvantage of not having toys available day on, on, on the day and date, on release date. But what we got in exchange was an excitement surrounding the character because everybody felt like they discovered him together. That emulated more what my experience growing up was like. And that is John Favreau saying that. Matty boy, let's let's look into this. Let's look into this. Because like he is spot on, surely. Because listen, Rise of Skywalker, we were introduced to Babu Frick via an Instagram post. Is that right? <laughs> uh a social post, yeah. Yeah, a social post. And and the result of that is, yeah, I mean, we got to know him. We loved him. It was amazing. He was great in episode nine. Um, but the impact of Babu versus Baby Yoda, totally different. And hey, listen, I know we're I know we're dealing with apples and oranges here, but they're still fruit. They're still fruit. <laughs> Tasty fruit. So, so so you can you can kind of compare them. I love that mentality. I love the decision they took that we weren't bombarded with Baby Yoda merch. We we didn't see him in the trailers. Um we we didn't get like toy releases of him before the show was even released. I mean that's mental in it, Matty Boy. That is absolutely mental. Uh well strictly speaking, we still haven't seen the Mandalorian, so the the child was ruined for us on social media because we have we don't get it over <laughs> here in England for um, mate, that I that old chestnut. what old Favers is saying here is it's bang on the money because imagine imagine had um, the social team over in uh, Lucasfilm or Star Wars if they'd you know, a month before the Mando premiered kind of dropped a nice post saying you know meet the last member of the Mandalorian's gang um, the child and and it was a picture of Baby Yoda of course we'd have all gone wild for it but it would have it would have taken that surprise away which came in the end of the first episode they didn't even wait they gave us a slow build up that great. Um, fight between the the uh, whatever scum and villainy, and IG Eleven and the Mando, and then after that we got the reveal that actually there was a baby Yoda hiding, the child, yeah. and yeah, I uh, of course business side would have thought let's get these just pump these toys out as much as possible because we think we've got a winner on our hands here, but in order to maintain the as I said to you the integrity of the show, the surprise and the character itself, um. Favreau took the decision to say, no, look, no, we want this to be kept under wraps. We want this to stay in the show for fans to discover it together and not have it leak out. And I don't know how it didn't leak out. I mean, that's a heck of a job they've done keeping that under wraps because, you know, this is looking, look how, as we're going to discuss, how this has taken the world by storm. Yet they have managed to keep it under wraps for the entire time. All I knew, as I mentioned on one of the previous shows, was um, Gina Carano said that there was a big twist which is going to turn everything on its head. And of course we speculate, oh, they must have something to do with maybe like the Mando's Boba Fett or, or something like along those lines. Nobody ever thought we were going to get something like this. And the fact that they no. kept the reveal until the show premiered, regardless of toys with um, the holiday season coming up, kids are going to want this, adults are going to want this stuff. But they, but as I mentioned again, Favreau didn't want that. I think it's great. I I don't like spoilers going into any kind of medium. I don't. I review films, but I try not to watch trailers because I like going in completely unsullied. And for this reason, yeah. if there's a surprise to be had, I want to witness it with my own eyes as, as the creators intended. And they've pulled off a blinder here. And to hear this coming from the showrunner and someone of Favreau's ilk, mate, it's uh, it's great to hear. And I hope they've got 
you know, similar surprises, maybe not seismic surprises or phenomen phenomenons like this. But I like yeah. to think that whatever they've got in seasons two and three, they keep it under their under their hat so we all get it together again because it's special, wasn't it, mate? All all being together and seeing it. I mean he's spot on there, man. It and I love what he says, that emulated more of what his experience was growing up, yeah. you know, and and I think that is it. It did feel a little bit like like people. If you're listening and you have experienced the Mandalorian, you know, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, whatever, recently, in whatever medium you you know you watch on, um, you know, we we really we really have experienced something special. Mm-hmm. We really have. And I don't think people are going to see it. And I know people love this show. And we're going to go into that. But people people love, 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 love this show. But I don't think people realize what they're experiencing. Just like in 77, you know, people knew Star Wars was a big deal. They knew it was just this crazy, crazy film that you had to go watch. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people, like, like kind of stepped back and said, wow, this is this is crazy. Like this will be remembered for decades. No, you're just like on the bandwagon hype because it's fun. It's here and now, it's, isn't it? It's here. It's now. It's super fun to be involved in it, and that is something very special. Um, I do think the release of season one of The Mandalorian is always going to be seen in in those Star Wars in that Star Wars history as an incredibly incredibly special moment for many reasons. For many, many reasons. And I think, um, I do think really it, it was a very smart move of of the marketing lead, leading up to the Mandalorian. Because let me, let me just use an example, because I don't want, I don't want this show, obviously, I, to, to go episode nine centric, because we, we, we've been very episode nine centric mm-hmm. um, <laughs> over the past few months, which have. is understandable, you know, which is why we wanted to bring it back to the Mandalorian this week. Um but but imagine, dude, imagine if Palpatine was in episode nine, they explained it better. <laughs> and, and guess what? And guess what? You didn't even know Palpatine was going to be in the film and to, until you saw it in the cinema. Well, that's another great example of what we're saying is that we knew he was in the film because of the trailer and they they kind of had to put Palps in the trailer. They didn't, but I suppose to get the hype going, having Palps' laugh in the trailer... Look, it got me and you. We, we got us going, so and we know it got the rest of the fans going. Even if we were a bit anxious as to how they're going to do it, we didn't know that at the time. But yeah, you're, you're spot on. Had had that not been in the trailer and they dropped it in the film, but what, yeah. what the hell? Palps is back. It would have been um, again a seismic, a massive deal. Yes, imagine the word of mouth, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine it. Imagine that. Imagine, especially if they just changed it around a little bit. You know, you you know my opinions on this, bro. <laughs> but like, imagine they change it around a little bit and like didn't say anything on the lead up to to episode nine. And imagine, I I'm going to say it right here, right now. I reckon more there would have been more hype for the film, and more people would have gone and seen it. Mm-hmm. I really, I really feel that. I really, really, really feel that. It's a small market, um, dude. But the, the the Mandalorian, like the the world went crazy over this, oh, and even over a, a, a character that no one had seen before. People fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the most cutest thing ever. And once you've seen it, you would kill for it. Yep. of course. You know that's how it works. That's how it works. But... That guy. <laughs> you know, mate. You absolutely know, you know, but it's just 
oh, bro, I think I've said this. You know, The Mandalorian ain't perfect. But oh my days, is this show hard to critique? Yes, you could say that again. Whilst this show isn't about critiquing the Mando, you're, you, you've got a point though, mate. It's We are not blinkered. We, we are fans. We're positive fans. And as you guys would have heard over the last, what, two months, we you know we will say if, if we're not keen on something or things don't jive with us, we will happily throw it under the bus. But the Mando, there was something about it. And as you alluded to earlier on, this is a watershed moment in in uh, Watergate moment for the fa- for the uh, franchise because obviously it was the first ever live action TV series. It also kicked off Disney Plus, you know, Disney's streaming service. It's it's one of the most expensive shows of all time, um, and then and then you get um, the revelation of the child or Baby Yoda, as we'd rather call him. It, we it, it's going to be remembered for all of those reasons, but it's also going to be remembered because you know it is actually. A damn good show. There are bumps in the road. Every single show's got bumps in the road. Breaking Bad fans will probably tell you I don't watch it, but it's and The Wire. They're held up as the great TV shows of our time. I'm pretty sure they had a few moments where you thought, oh, get, you know, move on a bit, get on with it. So nothing's perfect, but yeah, I mean, to, the Mando has so much going for it, and that's what we were kind of speak wanted to speak about today. It's not the the show in terms of reviewing it, but what impact has the Mandalorian had on pop culture? And almost more importantly, Baby Yoda, because this little green guy has come out of nowhere. Because we knew about the Mando for best part of a year. We knew this guy was coming out. We'd seen shots of him. We'd seen shots of Cara Dune and, and the other gang. But we'd never heard anything about Baby Yoda. Comes out of it. And then suddenly we all turn into Werner Herzog saying, I want to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. In terms of <laughs> the Mando and Baby Yoda. I want to see the baby. I want to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Um, so in terms of that, yeah, mate, you 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 shoot us off. In terms of like the impact, how, what are we talking about here? Sort of a, a franchise defining or are we looking too yes. much into it? No, the, bro. When I tell you it feels like The Mandalorian, and this is going to go crazy. I'm just like, dude, I'm jumping into this, okay? You know me, mm-hmm. yeah? I know you. When I say The Mandalorian, that I... I I have a feeling the Mandalorian might even be more iconic in like the two months it's been out than the sequel trilogy. That's a big statement. It's a big statement, man. And, and like and that's including like Kylo Ren, that's including Ray and all the new characters, which are very popular. Very, very, very popular characters, especially among amongst geekdom. Um, but the, it just feels to me like, man, like Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. <laughs> it, it it went beyond that, like very quickly, very quickly. I, I remember there's like this Collider deepfake video mm-hmm. that was posted in December, and there's this dude like playing like it's a deepfake of George Lucas going around asking people, "Do you know Baby Yoda?" And <laughs> Just like it, like, literally every single person, every single person he interviewed knew. Doesn't matter what what age you were, you, like everyone knew. And this was within weeks of release, weeks. I mean, bro, let's look at some stats. Within four days of release, people, four days, four days, the Mandalorian had stronger US demand when it comes to streaming compared to four of 2019's biggest streaming original series. (laughs) So Netflix's 
the Umbrella Academy, when they see us, Dark, uh, the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, which was brilliant, by the way, um, Amazon Primes, Good, Good Omens, um, Stranger Things, the Mandalorian topped it in four days, mate. That's ridiculous, and that four was a weekly days. release schedule. It, <laughs> like to say, <laughs> to say that is successful. Um, we've not even got we've we've not even gotten some other funny facts, mate. This show is crazy good, and it doesn't even the the, the truth is it doesn't even matter if it was huge or not. Yeah, it's just it's a lovely bonus to see the world falling in in love with Star Wars, yes. um, and and it just it just so happens it's on the TV. I think that's crazy, and it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, but do you know what? Do you know what's even better than Go that? On. Because not everything that's phenomenal and incredible is huge around the world. But let me tell you something: The Mandalorian keeps it quite simple and sweet and lovely. It's fun for the whole family. It's original it's it's just a dude it's a cowboy in space that's it who ends up with a really cute little kid that's 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 the whole show and guess what it's incredible and it's 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 10 times better than what i thought it was going to be and it's simple it don't overcomplicate itself it, it's not too big for itself it doesn't trip over itself it's amazing and i love it and i keep watching it the more episodes i keep watching and repeating all the rewatches, bro this is the way this is the way i texted you the other day i need to basically i need, I need to rewatch the mando but binge it i, I meant i mentioned before i wish they were an hour long all that good stuff the fact that they're only kind of half an hour maybe 40 minutes means i can literally just sit down a few hours bosh 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 i'm done with the season again i want to go back and watch the whole thing again with the with all the reveals gone, just to remind myself how good this really was. And I mean, that actually, your stat about the popularity after four days. And I mentioned the weekly release thing because Netflix and Amazon generally drop their series in one go. So there's, so there's all, so those series would have had a massive rush to watch them in the first few days. And then, of course, that dies off as the weeks go on because nobody's talking about them anymore because they've all been dropped in one go. Mando's week on week. Which, as we know, yeah. kept that buzz going and going and going. Which I, uh, I'm, I'm torn because I love the idea of binge watching it in one go, but I love the week on week serial uh, way of doing it because look at the hype it built up, and having that little green machine in it only helped because every week we wanted to see the baby, but we had to wait a week so we'd have to talk about it, we'd have to think about it, we'd have to read about it, and for that two months period, it was the biggest show in the world. Uh, the, the Witcher's release was en- en- had a bigger release at the e- towards the end of its run, but The Witcher dropped every episode every in one go. So again, in terms of stacking up to a week on week show, it still falls behind. It was an absolute monster. This show was, and like you said, it didn't it didn't even have to be phenomenal. It just kind of had to be good. That's all we wanted: a good, solid TV show. And what we got was something else. And a lot of it is because of these extra characters. But that um, the four day release thing was, as you mentioned, was great. It was also the most pirated show of all time. I'd love to know the metric on that, but because we know that the United States, I think it was New Zealand, Canada, Australia, Netherlands, and a few other territories, only but only a few got it. So of course, other countries and podcasts would have had to have watched it um, via ways that some may deem unnatural. But yeah. I mean, it was a but, <laughs> Good way. but these people are going to buy Disney Plus in March when it comes out. It's five ninety nine a month. Yeah. I'm there with bells on. 
But so yeah, everybody around the world was watching it. So my, and you got to think that Dis- obviously Disney know that anyway, and they put they they're licking their lips. Hey, dude, they're thinking. Uh, you do know what I mean? They're, people are watching it. The people who shouldn't have been watching it, shall we say, are talking about it, are giving it hype. So this hype has grown exponentially because people are watching it online. But if say for what it is, people people are streaming it or you know, online, however they want to do it, and they're talking about it. Win win for Disney. So. Not only was it in in terms of legal release or legal views, was it the the big one of the, one of the if not the biggest show of the year? In you know other ways of watching it, it was the biggest show of the year as well. Which I think that's just as much a telling stat that people who couldn't watch it weren't going to wait until March or in some cases like Sweden August this year to watch it. Probably quite uh, good that they didn't because the whole thing's been spoiled anyway. Such is just mm-hmm. the way of social media, um, but. Yeah, legally, illegally, people couldn't get enough of this show. They couldn't wait. And I think that says something as well. You you cannot tell me Disney, who are releasing Funko Pops of The Mandalorian, re- releasing action figures, releasing shirts in Primark, yeah, Rele- releasing things in supermarkets, releasing all this stuff. You cannot tell me they are not well aware of the fact that this show was the most popular show in the world at that time, not just the United States. Well, you mentioned, sorry world. to jump in there, but you mentioned the Pr- Primark, and as I've said, you know, they're, they're, they're loving this Primark. They're all over this. We are in England, as you guys probably know by our royal accents. I have a Baby Yoda t-shirt. I have it from Primark or Primark as we know it which is a uh, closed retailer in the United Kingdom. The show hasn't even been released in England yet. It's, you mentioned it, that just crossed my mind. The show hasn't even been released in the United Kingdom yet, and the merch is already out here, um, and, I, yeah. and I'm wearing it. So, so, so as you say, the re- they know the reach and the scope, and they know that people have seen this. So that's incredible. So sorry to jump in, but it just got me. It's like, I've got, no, I've got that no, merch. No, 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 you, no. Exa- exactly. And, uh, you know, we've got pop vinyls of him. You, you know, like, it's just... They know. They know. And do you know what? It's it's another thing. It is another thing that I think Disney, the Mandalorian Lucasfilm, John Favreau, took the risk on. They took the risk mm-hmm. and went, Do you know what? Do you know what? Let's just let's let's release this bad boy. And um we know we know it's gonna be we know it's gonna be illegally pirated or do you know what yeah and that's i even say that illegally you know streaming's not illegal like in the in the uk streaming even a show that's um you're you're not paying for streaming it it? the act of streaming it is isn't isn't against the law it's a very gray area Mm -hmm. um and people people catch on people catch on you know that's why obviously we'd rather watch it in the right way like most people would but yeah True, of, yeah. of course, man. Of course, you know, and it, you, like you said earlier, you know, straight up, first month it's out. I'm paying for it. Yeah. I am paying for Disney Plus. I wanted to. I I want to support this show, and I'm gonna. And um, I mean, come on, man! Like the amount of rewatches we've done of all the Star Wars films, of all the sequel films, of the, <laughs> the animated films stuff. and stuff at the cinema, mate. You know, uh, I I I put I put money toward Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I, I, I cannot wait to be able to just like use the Disney plus app on its own. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to just do it properly. I do wish it was globally launched. I wish they figured a way out to do that a bit sooner, Mm -hmm, a bit sooner. I mean, part of me wishes maybe they released it in 2020. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was, 
I don't know, maybe it was the right call doing it just before um, episode nine. You know, either way, it, it's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. It's been there, gone, yep. done. Another little interesting fact. Obviously, uh, toward the end of 2019, Q4, 2019 um the democratic party in america in the united states um had uh, all of its nominees um basically elected and uh, they were all debating each other and stuff and hey listen we hear you we're a non-political show we don't go into anything like that so you know no comments but here's a little factoid for you while those first democratic um debates were going on yeah, on, on social media, there was a lot of hashtags. There was a lot of atting all about those debates. What's crazy is the Mandalorian was out at the same time. And Baby Yoda had more social interaction across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and general social media than the Democratic Party <laughs> nomina- nominations in the election, whatever they're called, the, the, the debates. Can you believe that? It's wild. That's crazy. Considering one thing is is made up, and um, and the other is you know something which shapes uh, the the fortune of a country, should we say? And leave it at that. It's amazing that the, that this that Baby Yoda had that much traction behind it and that much steam to to overtake something as important for for that country as that. Oh, mate, it's it's. It's incredible, and again, it just shows what 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 legs and what cultural impact this has had. On top of that, yeah, there there are people in my office, mate, that they all they've, they've not even seen the Mandalorian. Yeah, they're waiting for Disney Plus to come out, and um, you know they're not desperate to see mm-hmm. it. They don't know any plot lines. They don't even know when it's based. Are they going to get Disney Plus? Yep, yeah, they are. Yep. Are they looking forward to seeing the Mandalorian? Yep. yep. Are they looking forward to seeing Baby Yoda? Oh, who real? Yeah, that's what they are geared up for. They cannot wait for the mix of cowboy-esque action mixed with this adorable little kid. I mean, it's a formula that just keeps on giving. Mate, it's the people around the world who don't even know Star Wars. Or I'm not even into it. Everybody knows Star Wars who aren't into it, who don't like it for whatever reason, or just a non-plus by it. People know Baby Yoda, and they, and they love it. And I know we've got some examples of that later on, but it, and just on that as well, like your your buddies at work with the guys and girls there, they want to what they they're aware of Baby Yoda, but they still want to tune in just to watch him, even if they're not, you know, massively up on the uh, on the law or the fandom or Star Wars in general. But people know this little green guy, and actually for the Mandalorian, it's fair to say I think that. It's a good entry point for those who aren't steeped in the law or even fans of the film uh, films, because the Mandalorian itself, like you say, is a space western, and it, it really is. Yes, there are Star Warsy bits like Aliens and all that kind of stuff, but it's as you mentioned, it's a simple show. It's you know, as far as I'm, as far as I can say, pretty much family friendly. Unless obviously some of the action scenes may be too much for younger kids, but it's nothing like it's overly wild. I don't think. Um, so yeah, the, the the amount of people this is touching and made may majorly due to um, old Babby Yoda mainly. I think it's fair to say that is because I was because um, Demando itself it plays off pre-existing nostalgia. Favreau always wanted it to be like an the uh, back to the OT. He wanted it to feel like the first half or first third of a New Hope, and he nailed that. And I because I was thinking to myself when we were coming up with this show, because Luke uh, pitched the show and was like. 
this is the greatest idea in the world. We get to talk about Baby Yoda for an hour. I, I was thinking, um, would do you think it would have been as dominant the show had Baby Yoda been a different species, a new species? Had it not been a baby version of a classic species we already know? Do you think it? I know. So this is obviously hindsight and conjecture, but. Do you reckon it would have had as much reach if it was a baby something else of a new species? Maybe. Maybe. Um, obviously, I think yeah, probably not, but maybe. Mm. Um, the reason I say that is because the Yoda, Yoda as a character, we're talking about like OG Yoda, mm. um, he is very recognisable. Yeah. He's probably one of the most recognisable non-human characters in storytelling. In film, yeah. Like let like, like let that sink in. Non-human, yeah, he's up there. He is definitely, without a doubt, up there. Um, and therefore, it's very recognisable. It helps that obviously Yoda. Um, there's a lot of mystery, m- mystery, <laughs> mystery behind his race, behind the alien race that he belongs yep. to. It's obviously a very rare race in Star Wars universe, like in canon. Um, and so there's immediately that. Like, like you said, it's it's immediately familiar to the audience, and then you make it a baby. Boom! I mean, it's a goldmine. It's actually genius. <laughs> it it's is so clever. It is so clever. Um, but I do think actually that's not just random. I do think the 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 fact that it is um, Baby Yoda or the child is is a member of this race. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually going to be very important. That's going to be important for the show. Um, yep. We know that Dave Filoni and John Favreau um, have ideas on where this show is going. They 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 phone each other up while they're in the car and talk about it uh, a, a, a lot, it? apparently. Um, so it's on their mind a lot. I I really I really think this is an incredible production from Star Wars and from Lucasfilm. I think they should be very, very, very proud of what they're, uh, what they're accomplishing um, with, with the Mandalorian and what they've accomplished. It's, it's crazy. And like we said, we've just gone over just a sliver of the facts and dude, they're incredible. Yeah. I mean, I went to, uh, I went to the local pop culture shop over here in the United Kingdom recently. I wanted to get me a, uh, I wanted, I don't collect Funko Pops. We've, I've said that before. I'd like to, I just haven't got the room or the the means to d- collect all of the ones I wanted. Because if I did, then I'd be living on the streets because I'd spend all my money. But I went looking for a Baby Yoda one. Do you think I could find it? No. And dude, Funko Pops are so because we all know that that Mandalorian Baby Yoda Funko Pop is is the bestseller, Funko's best selling pop ever. <laughs> We all know that. We all know. We all know. Everyone loves it. Everyone wants it. <laughs> but on top of that, mate, we, let's talk about some of the other characters briefly before we move on. We 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 got we got um, Cara Dune. Love Cara awesome. Dune. Amazing. You 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 believe in everything that she does and all the action and immediately. She's just a cool character. IGA88. Oh my days. I still cannot get over the combat action. We get in the first episode of The Mandalorian, the way he takes out all those fools. Is it IG88 or IG11? It's IG11. I'm doubting myself now. I'm thinking, which one is it? It's one of them. Bro, too many IGs. Oh my days. What a noob. It's IG11, ain't it? Of course it is. Um, Yeah, no. IG11. IG11 comes in, shoots down all the fools. Incredible. Kuil. We're forgetting about him. Like, I, have I have spoken. spoken. That's become a thing in, in itself. Well, the gifts and the That's memes that this thing. show has given us is 
unreal, which is another feather in the cap. I mean, how many how many memes of this do you see of Kuil Baby Yoda? How many gifs, especially um, and even the Mandalorian? Yeah, especially this is the way. That is such a over, massive gif, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, how many scenes do you think were were filmed purposely with the intent of that in mind? Because I mean, Baby Yoda sipping the soup. I mean, come on, that's oh, far, that, that's bro. that's a big scene, and you got to imagine when they did it, they thought actually, let's have a shot of of, of Yoda, Baby Yoda sipping it, and that's going to be used. I wouldn't be surprised because that's the that is another way of marketing your show. That that meme will now be used for years and years, and you know sometimes people say, "Oh, where's that from?" Somebody will say from this show. They may go and check it out. Who knows? I may get another fan. But mate, the gifts and the memes from this show, from those characters you just mentioned, Mando, Kuil, Baby Yoda. I, I mean, some of the memes are stupidly funny. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like the the, the catchphrases and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's oh, mate. Who'd have thought? Mate, yeah, it's it's just it's. I know this is going to sound stupidly obvious, but like it is just that the the show is just simply so good, so good. I would like to see the baby. I want to see the baby. <laughs> and he cried, Werner Herzog cried upon seeing and holding Baby Yoda. And anyone who knows Werner Herzog, well, not personally, I don't know him, but anyone versed in film will know Werner Herzog is a, um, he's a, he's a nihilistic type. He's a, uh, in layman's terms, he's grumpy. He's, and, uh, he's a bit stoic. And the fact that the fact that he was, you know, moved to bawling his eyes out is, that's all, that's all, that was it. That sold it for me. That somebody like that could see the baby, uh, the, the, the child, and cry his eyes out, and the emotion hit someone like that. Any with anyone with a heart of stone, I mean that you know that's that's when that's when you know you're onto something. If someone like Werner Herzog, who just wanted to see the baby, gets that kind of emotion and reaction out of it. But I mean, this uh, one of the questions I wanted to speak, ask you was um, I, I've I've kind of looked into it, but I haven't been able to find a definitive answer. I've I've got some, but how many how many people do you think cancelled their Disney Plus subscription after season one ended? Uh, of the Mandalorian. Oh, did you say you have an answer? I haven't got a, like a number. Oh, I, mean, okay. I, know, I know I've seen like social posts yeah. on that, and I know one person does. I'm do you think go- percentage of the users would have been? I don't know. I really don't know because I'll I'll be honest. I don't think the question is much as um, what Disney Plus has to offer. I think it's more to do with what Netflix and Amazon Prime have to offer, like the yeah. other streaming services. And I'll level with you, mate, when you even look at Disney Plus's uh, like catalog compared to Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still lean towards Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like even, even with the old shows, with The Simpsons, with all these other Disney classics and ABC shows and stuff. It just, it's, I don't know. I'm going to say maybe 30%, 40%, because I know a lot of people sign up for The Mandalorian, and I'm well aware of that. But I think the figures are, like, Disney Plus became, like, the second biggest streaming service in America in, like, a a week or two weeks or something crazy. subscribers on the first day or two, which is incredible. That's crazy numbers, isn't it? That is crazy numbers. But, you know, we all know 
everyone's signing up for the Mandalorian. They're not signing up for High School Musical, the musical, the series, right? <laughs> you know, or More Jeff Goldblum's them. whatever world of brilliance. I don't know what it's called. Um, but I'm going to watch those. I'm going to watch that other stuff. And I'm, I think I'm probably going to pay monthly. Plus for us, you know, there's not a huge wait until season two. No, you're October. right. Six, six months, maybe, or well, seven months. Sorry, so yeah, it's not it's not crazy. It's not crazy, big. But bro, I want to I want to I want to tie it back, mate. The Mandalorian. There's let let let's talk about what we what we introduced this segment with. You know, there was that audio clip of that Star Wars buzz from Britain in 1977, 78. Yeah, yep. Can you see the similarity? between between that and this is the mandalorian effectively our new star wars i know there are people who and i don't necessarily agree with this but you know a lot of people are saying this is the quote-unquote savior of star wars has this put star wars back into the limelight it's a good question to ask you know and part of me is saying part of me saying yeah because as much as i love the sequel trilogy I and mean, we're going to go into this in another show, but you know, you look at the figures and whatnot, the films, you know, the rise of Skywalker, you know, it did very well. It's a billion dollar film, but it underperformed. It underperformed. It's the fact. It's, it's the big question in it, mate. The Mandalorian has overperformed in, in, in so, so many ways. I think the one of the ways of testing the mercury here will be to see how the reaction to season two to see how that how people uh, react to that so when that comes out if it's as big a hit or bigger or if it's consistently good or if it takes a dip because if season two comes out and it's not quite as good as season one then to some people we may be back to square one again i again to, to that to that statement your your question or the the statement itself i I do agree to a to a certain to a certain point, yeah. Because the only I'll get one of the reservations I do have about fully agreeing is, man. Obviously, the Mando is a complete love letter to the OT. Almost, well, I say, mm. pretty much is it. Favreau said he wanted to be like a New Hope, the Cantina scene, a sequel, the sequel trilogy. At times, if we're going to sort of mention those two, try to go in different directions and try to separate from the OT and become its own thing. But the one that was more successful in terms of the fan size, or um, if you if you were to to poll a hundred people, it would seem the Mando would be more popular. It would seem that's just an opinion. Please don't flame me for it, guys. But it's the one that you know harkens back to going back to the well, if you will, going back to what we're familiar with. And there's that danger of with the High Republic or whatever it is that Project Luminous is coming out. Will that do as well? Will the franchise continue to be the juggernaut the further away we move from? Things like the OT and now the Mandalorian's kind of tone. It's been interesting to find out. I've been really looking forward to seeing how season two plays out to see if they see where they take it, if they go bigger, bolder, or or, or they go for bigger surprises or what. I don't know. I'm just excited to find out. But in terms of the actual question, I mean, people are the fact that it's Funko's biggest selling pop of all time, and that's just one metric to base it on. But let's face it, Funko have got an awful lot of pops out there. They've been doing it for a long time. There's a massive, massive demand for these pops. I imagine if there was a Black Figure series, Black Series figure, sorry, of the of Baby Yoda, that would probably sell out too. 
the t-shirts seem to sell out certainly all the sizes I want anyway um, but and, and I've seen people online saying they went um, our friend Martin Mead managed to get a lot of stuff from Forbidden Planet they've just started doing it I'd be interested to see how well they're doing it I'd like I wonder if I've got our friends over at Nerdbase over in uh, in good old Essex local boys huh? if they've got any merchandise things I'd be interested to see from them if that's flying off the shelves because at the minute the obviously being having to be kept in a leash and not having the merchandise there and now finally having it people are exploding and the love for this tv series has got a lot of people saying is this the future for the franchise for the foreseeable future because for me the experience would always be on the big screen but the story's yeah. got to be there and for a minute i i mean i've said it on the show on as open a forum as i can on the show that I was more, I was sucked in more by the Mando than I was with the Rise of Skywalker. Again, not a bashing, bashing session. I enjoyed the film, but I also enjoyed the story for Fallen Order more. And I'm, and I'm starting to think to myself, man, they're all based around that same period of time, and I'm the one calling for new stories and new new time periods. And when we get it, I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm happy with them, but I'm really digging Mando and to to another extent Fallen Order. So that time period is working for me in a minute. But what I will say is they are not connected to the Skywalker saga, and I'm happy for things to be set in that in that time period, as long as we get something different, like we are with the Mandalorian, which isn't connected to the Skywalker saga. So, um, yeah. in terms of is it our new Star Wars? Potentially, because it isn't directly connected to the Star Wars we know. It just has an awful lot of um, hat tips to it. I think it's. Um... I mean, I mean that is brilliantly said. All, all of what you've just said, mate. And Thanks, I, 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 I do agree. And I'm, I'm one of these people. Like, I can enjoy them all for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there is a clear liberation. Like there, there is a feel, there is a freedom that comes with making this TV show. You know, and that is that it isn't connected to the Skywalker story. You know, oh, it's oh. just set in the same universe. And I don't know, man. It just feels so fresh, so new, and and we've not even touched on this stuff. Um, but and I don't think we'll have time to. But you know, I'll name some other stuff. Music. It's different. It's different. It's refreshing. It's Star Warsy still, but it's so different to any of the other alternative soundtracks we got in, like say Rogue One or Solo. Yeah. It's you know, I I looked on Spotify the other day. The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian by Ludwig Göransson, one. Is one of my most rotated tracks. Same here. I can't get it out of my head. It is excellent. I listen to even the eight bit versions. Boom, 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 boom. Listen to the synth version that's on YouTube. That's oh, incredible. Dude, dude, done it. Been there, done that. Yeah, Had yeah. them all recommended to me. Listen to them all ten times. Well, I just can't get over it. Mate. About that one. I listen oh, to. Um, I've been listening for a for a, for a show I do the back row. I've been doing about composers, and one of them is Ennio Morricone recently who was the pioneer, the man behind the Western sound. He did all of the Serge Leone films, and obviously the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, all that stuff, obviously the most seminal Western soundtracks. And going back to listen to them to refresh myself, I was like, my God, you can hear, you can hear the Mandalorian in these themes from like the 60s. Again, the quintessential Western soundtracks by uh, Morricone. You can tell that Ludwig Göransson has got a handle on that, had a little listen because lots of people are um, influenced by that man. He's listened to these and he has made a space Western feel. And it, just the conventions of that genre of music are in the Mandalorian. And it was incredible to hear how much it does actually sound like that Western genre. Because everybody see, says it. It's kind of bandied around. People say it's a space Western. It's a space Western. 
if you actually go back and watch those films and listen to the music and study the um, character mannerisms and whatnot, it really is. And they've done a hell of a job of that. Yeah, man. Yeah. This film, this film, sorry, show. <laughs> Feels like a film. It feels like a film. I, it's it's sensational and it's very, very, very special. It all rhymes. It all rhymes. Yeah. And this is the way. This is the way. Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, do you remember the first episode of the, of the Mandalorian? What did he do? He straight up went to the pub. He did take some falls down, but he went to the pub. So should we go into that little drinking hole over there, mate? Look at that beefcake. With the Mando, he had those doors that slid in the middle and cut people in half. If we had those, oh, you wouldn't have to pull king. that door open. Oh, bro, that scene. Oh, my days. What a way to start. Well, we asked you guys, and you know who you are. You're the greatest listeners in the galaxy. For your thoughts on Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian's cultural impact, or just kind of maybe what you thought about them in general. So here's what you guys have to say. Yeah, Luke Summerfield, King of Wales, regular listener and contributor and patron, sent us a cheeky, a little, a voice message. Let's give it a listen. Baby Yoda has transcended across the world, but even your nan knows about it. The Mandalorian has united about 99.9% of fans across the globe. I think I've seen only one negative tweet about it. The kid's coming with me. Roll on the end of March when we can enjoy it legally. You both and all the sessioners are absolute legends. And remember, Palpatine loves a good Twi'lek healing bath. This is the way. What a nice guy. I love it. I love it. And you're right, mate. Even your nan knows about Baby Yoda. It's true. It is so true. <laughs> um, and he's got he's got something spot on, dude. 99.9% of fans across the globe are united. And, and, and this is Star Wars. This is yeah. Star Wars. How refreshing is that? I think... There's also go on, mate. You you were going to say something? No, I was agreeing with you, mate. I was just only you know, in this fandom in particular to have even fifty percent of us being united seems to be unheard of. But to have like so many people better rally around this show and these characters is is wonderful to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, e- even like um, just before the show, um, we, we, we began recording, um, Matthew David Bell commented on our Instagram. I just want to read this out. It oh, says, nice. the, Mandal- the, the Mandalorian proves that it's still possible for a new Star Wars project to be almost universally loved and not be divisive. Spot on, mate. Spot on. He's one of our wonderful patrons as well. So, you know, those guys, they, those guys know where it's, it's at. And, um, yeah, on, on that last point, mate, uh, Palpatine's not the only one who has a good Twilight healing bath. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for that, mate. Roll on the end of March when we can. Watch it in uh, in the correct fashion. And trust me, mate, as soon as we, as soon as we get it on our TV screens with those spicy-looking menus and interface, I am there. You're not going to hear from me from between recording one show to the next because I'm Mando in my life up, mate. So thank you oh, for the voice mate. message. 
May, this is the way. This is the, this way. Is the way. Luke Summerfield has spoken. <laughs> um, up next, we've got Samuel Allen, who starts us off with, uh, when that little hand pulled the blanket down and those cute ears and eyes appeared, I knew the next big thing was upon us in this series. Brilliant. And K2 said... I think Baby Yoda is having the same impact that E.T. or Gremlins did back in the day. The practical effects used for Baby Yoda are astounding. And, of course, the CGI makes it the best package. Yes, Katie and Samuel, great comments, great comments. That's a great point as well about E.T. and Gremlins in terms of that. So, nice one, Katie. Um, local boy, huh? Our main man, Martin Mead, said he's everywhere, Baby Yoda. I think culturally, he is accepted through fans of the series and to newcomers, and he's even known to people that aren't fans. His little face is being put on everything from t-shirts to cups to toys, and this has helped the Mandalorian have a huge impact overall. And the Queen of Canada, friend of the show, and my friend too, Laura Wren, she said, a friend of mine was about to watch the Mandalorian with her hubby, uh, and she said she was going in prepared not to enjoy it. She ended up absolutely loving it, and that, and that probably had 90% to do with Baby Yoda, she genuinely enjoyed the show as well. I think the show and the child have helped people that perhaps couldn't get into or relate Star Wars to Star Wars finally have something in the universe that they can enjoy and feel excited about. And I think that's amazing. It's also hard to deny his cuteness. And on old um, Lady Wren, she was one of the ones who cancelled her Disney Plus after The Mandalorian, which is interesting. But she's going to get it back. So Martin, Laura, spot on. Thank you. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's that's another point we've not quite touched on about um, about people who who aren't even into Star Wars loving this. You know that that is so true, so mm-hmm. true. Um, next, Jimmy Allen said, "My high school team just won back to back lead championship. They kept yelling, this is the way, and want it on our shirts. So the Mandalorian is definitely working itself into a small part of the world. Awesome, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy." This is the way. Congratulations <laughs> on winning the title as well. Yeah, good guys, good guys. Uh, yeah, up next, uh, familiar guy, don't know why. Uh, Sean Hudson added, if you like Star Wars or not, let alone seeing the Mando, everyone, everyone knows Baby Yoda. People online that I'd never expect to post about Star Wars are posting about Baby Yoda. He has the potential to bring everyone together. Imagine if he did a speech about world peace. Love him. <laughs> awesome stuff sean awesome stuff yes thank you big brother uh brock bellinger he said the mandalorian has truly impacted pop culture with its intriguing storyline relatable characters and stunning special effects favreau and filoni have created an amazing series the child has also brought in a lot of viewers and is influential hashtag i have spoken king of belgium dimsky said it's bringing back the universal love for star wars is for everyone and magic mark official said the only real hope I've seen rekindling the Star Wars IP since Rogue One and Solo. So an interesting take there, mate. Mm, good shout, good shout. Uh, Monkey Jerry said memes. Lots and lots of memes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Juddy Buddy 2000 said saviour. And then Matthew Paverly, good friend and legend of the show, added, it just goes to show that you can make something look so new and fresh, yet feel so safe and familiar. I've been so much more engaged with this series than any of the newer movies, for sure. Wow, brilliant. Interesting point. Uh, My statesman, John Burke, good man, he commented whilst wearing a Baby Yoda t-shirt, 
Fly on the Wall podcast, uh, good guys from Down Under, they said, I'd say it's changed the game and injected new direction and life into the whole franchise. It's fresh, unique, engaging, and absolutely riveting. Star Wars is dead. Long live Star Wars. Gav Backer, local boy, huh? He said, I'd go as far as to say that you don't necessarily need to be that big a Star Wars fan to watch it either. It has enough of a Western theme to appeal to a broader audience beyond ourselves. Uh, and finally, Cuddy Bricks, another fan of the show. Good mate, mate. He said, I think people are just realising that they've never seen anything that cute in their life. Uh, we also got a comment in on our Instagram story from a guy called Gabred Official. He said, hey, what do you think about my last song, Sunset Palms? I listened to it, mate. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. What? Let it's, me have a look at this. Yeah, it's on. true. In our stories. Hey, Star Wars Sessions, awesome profile. Follow, comment your favourite photo of mine to, for a chance to win it as a print. What? I don't know. I might try that though and win a free print. Joshua BW. Oh, wow. We've got some stuff in. Okay, anyway, we're getting, we're getting distracted. We love it, don't we? We love it. But no, thank you, everyone, for getting involved. Podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcasts. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. We get move on to our next section, which is all about Patreon. Am I right, Matt? Absolutely. We've got we've got one extra one this week because we've gone two weeks without having any because of our show structure. So, my my man, what's our first one? It's from the King of Wales again, Luke Summerfield. He says, "Hey, dudes. Hey dudes. My question is: Is there anything you'd like?" us as a community community to do for you both you work hard and give up a lot of your valuable time to bring us spicy content and i can't thank you enough luke that is such a lovely and positive and kind thing to say mate you're you're a very very good uh supporter patron and friend of the podcast to be honest mate and and the community we're, we're trying to set up i would say talk to each other talk to us keep communicating with mm-hmm. us keep sending in those voicemails and um it, it's gonna sound really lame but stay tuned 
stay tuned because we're going to have a busy 2020 and if there is a chance for um you guys to meet up with us to come to our events try and jump on it it's going to be absolute spice um and also yeah just just stay tuned for notifications and updates because we want all of you listeners um to be more involved with us we really do want a community build and we've got lots of projects coming in 2020 so please just just keep keep telling like keep supporting us keep listening keep contributing in a positive way and um you know at the end of the show i do i do say tell your nan tell your mum, tell your dad tell everyone <laughs> tell your ewok have you told anyone have you have told, you told your, your neighbor <laughs> if you've not told your neighbor i'm gonna come and give you a clip around the ear roll i'm only joking but yeah 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 i i am i am absolutely thankful for you guys you are you're you lot are incredible yeah spot on mate it's messages like this which make it all worthwhile it's nice to um, nice to get something like this, and for me personally, just because of the guy I am, I don't want anything in, in anything in, in return. You know, we, we I, I give this show, Luke gives this show, we give our time because we like we enjoy doing it, and you know, we, we we enjoy talking to each other about Star Wars, and we're just grateful that people listen and seem to enjoy it. So, um, in the, I mean, I can give you my bank account details. It's always open for for transfers, mate. Pop some in there if you wouldn't mind. But um, in terms of that, yeah, just like what what Luke said, you know, just uh, obviously. Lend us your ears. Tell your buddies about the show, which I know a lot of you have been doing. We've been getting so many new listeners um, vibing with us and sending us messages. This person turned me on and I have heard you fire this or, or I listened to your Ken Knapsack interview uh, and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's amazing to hear and we really enjoy And it's that kind of thing, you know, just nice positivity and being able to engage with people day to day, whether that's uh, in the old DMs, on the tweets, on the Instas, on the Facebooks or whatever it might be. You know we love it, and that that's that's you know that's all, all we can ask for. But yeah, stay tuned. We got some we got some good fun stuff coming up, and yeah, I guess if you want me to be cheeky, you can buy me a beer. Buy me and Luke a beer when you see us. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll all be getting a few pints in, mate. It's going to be filth. Trust us. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, th- thanks again for sending that yeah. in, mate. Big love. Big Thank love. Thank you, mate. Yeah, appreciate that, dude. Um, Jimmy Adams, new patron. Uh, again, congratulations on your on your team winning back to back champs, matey. He said this question may be a little out there. We like those kind. If Pablo Hidalgo asked each of you to create a character for a new series, what would you go with? Species, backgrounds, planet, and a name. And um, well, first up, I'd create a baby Yoda. I'd imagine that would do quite well. <laughs> but that aside. Mine would be mine would be a uh, a humanoid, not fully human, but a humanoid because I could play him probably. He'd be a bit of a beefcake, a bit of a, he'd be a hot shot, he'd be a playboy. He, he'd be the kind of shoot first, think later kind of guy. Think Han Solo, but even you know even cooler, a bit more rough around the edges. He'd come from Coruscant. He'd be living in the penthouse next to Padme's old pad. He'd be a high flyer, so he'd be he'd be a smuggler and a scoundrel, but he'd also be a high flyer. He'd have a bit of Wonga behind, a bit of cash. So he wouldn't be scrimping, and his name would be um, his name would be Tam Nuz- Nuzdo, and anyone who wants to try and work that out is that's my name backwards. Tam Nuzda Nuzdo. So yeah, Tam <laughs> Nuzdo would be a high flying humanoid hotshot beefcake who's a who's a pretty good pilot, but he uh, yeah, and he's a he'd be like the Mandalorian, but you see his face. So mine would be a, a bit like you, mate. It sounds a bit like me, doesn't he? But he'd be a bit taller. I'm only what yeah. five foot five and a half, five six, so you'd have to be a bit taller. The pictures of me and Luke next to each other are always hilarious. <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that, mate. This is the way. This is, this the, is way. the way. How about you, mate? Um, bro? Bro, species. Um, Twilight. Backgrounds. Blimey. 
Um, do you know what? I'm going to say, this is going to be a bit out there, a redeemed assassin. So he's an assassin, but he, he has found a different way of life. Maybe he lives a peaceful life, reconciling his problems. Um, obviously, he was from Ryloth. Um, maybe he fought at the tail end of the um, Imperial times. So we're, lo- we're looking at Mandalorian territory. Um, and his name? Oh, what's his name going to be? Takan Sharif. <laughs> Where's that come from? Mate, just made it up to straight, calm straight up. Sharif. That sounds crazy. Sharif, mate, and you just know he is absolute filth of a sniper. But he like, he like, he is rela- like for when it comes to doing something good or saving like Baby Yoda or something like the Mandalorian. Like he, he doesn't want to do it, but he, like finally for the first time in like twenty years, he manages to get his hands back on this sniper. And guess what? He saved the baby. <laughs> Baby is saved. I want to see the baby. I want to save the baby. Tam Nuzdo and Takam Sharif are your newest entries into Star Wars canon. There's your canon character spotlight brought back for one week only. Oh, mate, throwing it back. Yes, throwing mate. it back. Good question. Jimmy, what would your answer be, mate? I want to know what you, you'd do. Yeah, straight up, man. Straight up. Uh, up next, the King of Belgium, patron. Ledge Vadim Simmons. He says, hello there. What do you guys wish to see in The Mandalorian Season 2? And what do you hope they'll stay away from? Mm. I hope we get to see Luke's new Jedi Order and that they won't explore too much of Yoda's species. I would love if I'd stay, if it'd stay a mystery. Oh, mate, Good great one, mate. answers. Um, I can't even lie. I'm going to jump on the Luke Skywalker Jedi Order thing. I think that would be so awesome. I can't even lie, though. Um, I just want to know who that guy was at the end of Chapter 5. Yeah, the, yeah, the boots. <laughs> like, who was that? To Cam Sharif's first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just gonna be like killing it <laughs> he's gonna be like a beck on the sniper yeah no he's he's got shaved head mate he, do you know why because um someone put a drink over his head but it was like proper sticky so it's a shave no I, yeah i, I want to see who that dude was mm-hmm. um and I want to see a bit more. I want to see the emergence of the First Order, maybe hints at the political spectrum, mm-hmm. fill in those blanks that the Force Awakens didn't really do. That's that's what I want to see, man. Um, in, in in regards of things, I don't want to, to be explored too much. It's a hard one. Um, I don't want it to just be a repeat of the first season, if that makes sense. Just doing missions every 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 week. Although I think that's kind of just like I, yeah, that sounds stupidly obvious, and it sounds like something they probably won't do. Um, I just really want season two to smash it. Mm-hmm. I really do. But in John John Favreau, we trust. This is the way. This is the way. Um, I, I want to see more Mando in action and taking names like just like absolute like carnage, like we saw in uh, episode three when he retrieved the baby. That was just Mando going full like Bat Mandalorian. That was incredible. Um, but also finding out more about the Mandalorian himself because uh, Moff Gideon he gave us some setup to the past in that last season, the series episode with his um, speech to Carathint Dune of Alderaan and um, Grief Cargo and Mando. I want to see more about that. What's what's he going on about? How does he know them? Uh, more about Moff Gideon and the Dark Saber. Um, I want him to protect the child at all costs. Do you know what as well? 
slightly odd and maybe controversial to some, but I'd like I'd like them because I mentioned this to El Pavley the other day that actually I wouldn't like to see it because it might look a bit goofy. But now I think I would. I'd like them to go to Yoda's planet, but never actually name the planet or what the species is. So it'd be like the ultimate tease. So you see the planet, but they start, but they don't give any hints as to what it's called or what the species are. Just just uh, yeah. Favreau's way of saying, well, you know, I kind of gave you something, but I'm not giving up George's big secret. Uh, but if they didn't do that, I'd be just as happy. Um, for, for what I don't want to see, to be honest, mate, I hope they stay away from the Jedi and the Force or Force users as much as possible. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I like it as it is without the need for Force wielders. It's not when you get kind of like the soldiers or um, and when they see like the baby, they're like, whoa, like, do the magic hand thing at the end. They don't know what's going on. And I like that. Yeah, Whereas if you I get like a, an ex-Jedi... You know, he's going to be powerful. That kind of then negates the need for having the Mandalorian because you just get the 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 Force wielders to do it. Cause he can do whatever potentially. So, but if they went to Luke's uh, Jedi Order, I, I'm not going to say no to that either. So, any of that would um, would do for me, Vadim, mate. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys for sending in your Patreon questions. We're going to have a, a couple more next week as well to round off February because I always forget this is a shorter month. Though um, this is a leap year. And uh, Lukey boy, what's the? Where can the world find us on Patreon if they want to potentially see what we've got to offer? And what are what are a couple of the things they can find there? They can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. They can find pubcasts. A cheeky little pub session. Matt and I go to the pub and chat Star Wars. It's a laid back environment. It's great. It's a great show. About one of them a month. There's a uh, journal of Luke Blywalker that where I go on about tabletop gaming, and of course there is Jibber Jabber Jabber the Herd, um, and he chit chats about Star Wars. He's doing an awesome Clone Wars recap at the moment too. Thank you, mate. Yep, so we've got that, and we've got at the, the higher up the tiers you get, you can co-host an extra show. So we've got a couple of those coming up in the next few months. Uh, you get uh, If you go to the high tier, you get a T-shirt every six months. Um, and coming up over the next few months, we're going to do some commentaries in the next few months. So um, you've got an awful lot to look forward to. Plus, we, we drop giveaways and so much more. So it's well worth having a look at that. And if you don't want to, we're just grateful we listen anyway. But we've also got um, merch available on Tee Public, haven't we, mate? Yes, we have. We got our cheeky box logos available on TeePublic. Go to teepublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars sessions for those bad boys. Yep, and if you do end up buying something, we would love to see a photograph if you win it, just so we can cry our eyes out in Essex over here. But uh, leaving this dusty old bar now, someone's just been cut in half by that door. Anyway, let's talk about those soothing golden crisp tones of Curtis Smith with a poem called You Can't Kid a Kidder. You can't kid a kidder. In the brine beneath Coronet City is a white worm whose heart holds no pity. If you're trying to bluff her, you'll need to look tougher, and a rock as a prop is a pity. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. And now, join me on a new journey as I recount the entire Star Wars saga in the form of haiku. There he is again. I love hearing that man's voice every week. So, Curtis, the man who's suing my space for taking the name of what he calls everything around you. It's his space. <laughs> Curtis, thank you again, mate. I look forward to these puns every <laughs> week, man. You, you've, you've, like, set up a new tradition. Always, Curtis, always a spicy legend. 
Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Yes, it's our game this week, and it's my turn to host. For those new to the show, we uh, host a game every week, and we alternate. Last week was um, was Lukey Boys with some horrendous jokes he was give, he found in a book he was given. And this week, I'm going to kick it old school with one of our original games. It's the Who Would You Rather game, mates. Okay, yeah. So you get so the question, <laughs> is Who Would You Rather, and then you get a scenario and two characters, and then why. So okay. I've got 10. All right, okay. Here we go. Cutie music, bad boy. So who would you rather <laughs> go to a nightclub with? Thrawn or Admiral Radus? Oh, mate, it's got to be my boy Radus. Throwing down those dance moves, spitting some bars. You know, you know Radus got this. Get on that chair of his. Who would you rather go to dinner with? Sebulba or Watto? Oh, mate, it's got to be Watto because at, le- at least I can understand him, huh? <laughs> and he walks properly. He doesn't even walk, he flies. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a flyboy. He's fly. Yeah. Um, who would you rather spend a day locked up with? Kuil or Rose Tico? Locked up with? Yep, in a room where you can't get out of for 24 hours. Refreshments may be available. Oh. And a toilet. Okay. Um, dare I say, you know what? Probably Kawil. I just feel like I'd get more out of him. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd have like, I'd have like a flipping good story to tell. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe, maybe Rose. Uh, I'll go with Kawil. Okay. Well, it's the wrong answer, but I'll, I'll let, I'll let you have that one. Um, <laughs> Who would you rather be shot by, <laughs> Finn or Leia? Shot by? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably Finn. Just like, just, just shoot me right in the noggin, mate. Yeah, you know, mate, make mad mad day. <laughs> Come here, punk. Uh, who would you rather play Twister with, Newt Gunray or Bosk? Newt Gunray, mate. Because you just know you you could just like trip him over. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like sneezing in his face or something, and he'll just be freaking out, falling <laughs> to the ground and that. And, you know, he's he's just he's just a wimpy, you know. And, you, you know, you could you could really, like, get up and personal and just ask him, you know, why did you invade Naboo? Like, <laughs> what what was you the point? doing, mate? What was the point? When you, you guys didn't even seem that confident in what you were doing. What was the point? I don't know. She can't do that. Shoot her or something. Yeah, he's just gangster, isn't he? Yeah, he's an idiot, isn't he? Fake, uh, fake gangster. That's it, that silly robe. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with? Isla Secura or Qui-Gon Jinn? Um... <laughs> Qui-Gon. <laughs> Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Wife's listening. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That is it. Quite gone because we'd be able to get out of it, man. There is, there is nothing my boy Liam Neeson can't get out. We, it, it'd be just like a spin-off. 
of Taken <laughs> slash Phantom Menace. I mean, I'm down. Except you'd I'm be down. rescuing him. Luke Bly yeah, doesn't, really I know, doesn't get rescued by no one. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, who do you rather go swimming with? Jabba the Hutt or Claude? Oh, Claude. Claude looks like fun, man. <laughs> right for Skywalker represents. Throw him in the pool. Yeah, just throw him in there. He'll be flopping about all over the place. He'll love it. <laughs> um, who do you rather overthrow the Republic with? Anakin Skywalker or Padme Amidala? Uh, Padme because straight up Anakin's going to murder me <laughs> so you put a drink yeah. over it if it's a choice that already implies one won't be without you know one won't happen without the, the other like not being there so I don't know yeah no Padme every day she's got more of a level head I imagine who would you rather two more now who would you rather learn to salsa dance with Cara Dune or the Night Sister Merin from Fallen Order um, Cara Dune because mm-hmm. she's a lot less creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, like I, I, I'd let her lead the dance as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that too. You know, you might not have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the final one: Who would you rather have as a gym partner, Poe Dameron yeah. or Ben Solo? Bro, mate. Come on. Go on. Ben Swolo. That guy could teach me that guy could teach me how to get swallowed. Bro Dameron or Ben Brolo. Mate. <laughs> ben Brolo. Every single day. Absolute ledge. I'd be walking out like a flipping unit. I'd be coming out looking like we'd be coming out, we'd be looking like an industrial state. Do you know what I mean? Like unit four, unit seven over there, mate. Like flipping heck. No cows allowed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Beefcakes. And that concludes this week's Would You Game of Who Would You Rather? So well done, mate, for for keeping it um wife friendly. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I feel like I finessed that really well, you cheeky naughty boy. What are you trying to do? No, you did. You did a good job there, mate. I'm. Um, for those new to the show, we used to play that game. Well, I did anyway, quite a lot back in the old days. And I say that because it feels like the old days. It's about forty-eight shows ago now. So uh, yes, well done, my friend, Master Blywalker. You passed with flying colours. You absolutely aced it. But speaking of acing it, we've aced out our time. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions number fifty-two. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with an S at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, which is SWS at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. That's SWS at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, indeed. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast, you will find us there. And if you love the show, please do consider leaving us a, a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head over to Podchaser, the IMDB for podcasts. 
It's awesome. We're on there. Drop us a review if you'd be so kind there as well, because it does help us an awful lot. And as I always say, and as Luke said, we love hearing from you guys, our wonderful community and listeners. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok. Tell the bloke who serves up the Ben and Jerry's. The more, the merrier. The castle spicier. <laughs> tell the creepy night sister Mirren as well. She can know that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, we see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. This is the way. This is the way. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Master Fly Walker. Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>